Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Nancy P. I'm from West Newton, Massachusetts, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, the 29th of December, and we are reading from the big book um, on page 156, the third paragraph, beginning with, but life was not easy for the two friends, and ending with, we've got him strapped down tight, reading two paragraphs. Today's readers are Nancy T., Devorah S., and Roz G., Tenzin P. is reading the 12 Steps, Christina L. is reading the 12 Traditions, Sam S. is the newcomer greeter, and Chris G. is the host for the second hour. The reference numbers for Tuesday, the 28th of December, is 7 a.m., 18,310, that's 18310, and 10 a.m. is 18,312, 18312. Excuse me. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Tenzin P. checking in from uh, New York City. Okay, here we go. Um, Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Hi. Uh, thank you, Tenzin P. Uh, Christina L. will now read the 12 traditions. Christina, press star one. Good morning, this is Christina L. from Florida, and here are the 12 traditions. 
One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversies. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service this past month. I hope everybody has a great day and Happy New Year. I pass. Thank you, Christina L. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. <clears throat> Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 156, the third paragraph, beginning with, but life was not easy for the two friends, ending with, we've got him strapped down tight, reading two paragraphs. I will ask now ask Nancy T. to begin reading. Thank you, Nancy. Good morning, everybody. Nancy T. Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Lewiston, Idaho. But life was not easy for the two friends. Plenty of difficulties presented themselves. Both saw that they must keep spiritually active. One day they called up the head nurse of a local hospital. They explained their need and inquired if she had a first-class alcoholic prospect. She replied, yes, we've got a corker. He's just beaten up a couple of nurses. Goes off his head completely when he's drinking. But he's a good chap when he's sober, though. He's been in here eight times in the last six months. Understand, he was once a well-known lawyer in town, but just now we've got him strapped down tight. And uh, I want to comment first, I guess, on that um, first paragraph about 
they saw that they must keep spiritually active. And the way they're keeping spiritually active is by working with other alcoholics. And I, you know, I constantly am talking to sponsees about this as we're working through step 12. In fact, I bring it up long before step 12, that the way to keep what we've gotten is to give it away. There's lots of opportunities in the fellowship to do service. But the service, the single most thing that I do every day to stay spiritually fit is work with another compulsive overeater. It just fills me and keeps me connected in a way that nothing else does. So I understand Bill's experience when he talks about how when all else failed, strenuous work with another alcoholic saved the day. And that's my experience. And I just can't say it enough. I have never heard anybody say, oh, I don't sponsor, but they're still recovered. I haven't heard that. So um, I think that is made clear in that first paragraph. And then it's interesting in the second paragraph because they're, you know, talking about how the nurse is describing to them that she described it as a corker. And, you know, I'm gratefully haven't ever beaten anybody up um, in my disease, but I can tell you that as described in that second paragraph, I am a completely different person when I am in the food, excuse me, and in the disease than when I'm abstinent. I am a very social person when I am in recovery and abstinent. When I am in the food, I become very antisocial. That's probably the biggest change in me is that I isolate, that I don't uh, reach out to people. I'm not making phone calls. The other thing is I'm a liar. I lie to the people in program. I lie to my family. I lie to everybody. I lie to myself first, but... Um, I also can become very temperamental, so my fuse is a lot shorter when I'm not in recovery. Uh, it just, I'm a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I, you know, people think, well, it's so obvious when you're in the food because I get fat. Well, that's just the outward appearance. But there's many more changes that, it, that the food does to me inside. Um, and it just is a real amazing um the contrast between the two. So I got a lot out of those two paragraphs, and thank you for allowing me to be um, of service today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy T. Um, one second, let me stop my timer. Um, get back to the format here. <clears throat> okay, now we're going to take names of um, people who want to share. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. Um, who would like to share? Diane P. Diane P. Reva P. Reva. Cynthia C. from Massachusetts. Cynthia C. Long time no here. Ilana P. Ilana P. Nancy L. from Georgia. Nancy L. Tom A. from Maryland. Tom A. Okay, that's good. That's a good lineup to start. Okay, Diane P., please start. No, is this Diane or Freya? Leah uh, P. Oh, Leah. Yeah, Leah, I can hardly hear you. I don't know if you're on a... Let me, let me see if I can fix that. 
part of us today. Is that better? That's better. And you're Leah T. from Connecticut? Okay, now I can't hear you. Now I can't hear you at all. I'm sorry, is that pretty? I can't hear you. I, I think... I'm sorry, I'm going to have to pass then. Okay. I think I heard that. All right, we'll go with Reva P then. Next time, Leah. Reva P, go right ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Reva P, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. What strikes me in the first paragraph is this concept of being spiritually active. And it just... It's a huge remember when, that when I first came into program, I really thought this was like a program, like a course. Like I take the program, it'll take me, I don't know, six months, I'll complete the program, and I'll get on with my life, and I'll sort of be done. Um, And you know, in the previous paragraph, it says he does his amends, and you know, the damage of 30 30 years is repaired in four like, why didn't he just stop? He could have just stopped and said, oh, I'm done. I've done all my inventory work. I've done my amends. Um, I'm done. Um, but that's not how this works. Um, and it reminds me where Bill says in his story, uh, just a second, um, yeah, that faith without works is dead. And if um, an alcoholic fails to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life, not through sitting in a room in contemplation, meditation 24-7, but through work and self-sacrifice for others. He could not survive the certain um, trials and low spots of life. And it says, you know, life was not easy. So it's not like he completed the steps. He was in nirvana. Life was great forevermore. He had to continue, continue, continue. And then the ups and downs of life um, continue as well. I mean, if I don't stay spiritually active and if I don't continue in steps 10, 11, and 12, I I won't survive. Um, And then how it like segues immediately into doing work with um, another alcoholic in step 12. And what strikes me about the second paragraph is, as has been mentioned, you know, this guy is a lawyer. This is an equal opportunity disease. It doesn't matter how smart I am. It doesn't matter how many degrees I have. It doesn't matter my socioeconomic status. It affects all across the board. And the whole Jekyll and Hyde, I was a crazy person. I terrified myself with the things I said, did, thought, um, when I was in the food, when I was dry drunk, off the food. Um, And one of the things that program has given me is... Like, I am the same. I don't have this EKG life. Um, Life is like I am the same in my mind, body, um, and in the way I um, behave in my life. And I never had that before. So with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much. Thank you, Reva P. Uh, Cynthia C. from Massachusetts. Good morning. Can you hear me, uh, Nancy? I can. Okay. Good morning, everybody. My name is Cynthia C. I'm a a recovered compulsive overeater in Pepperell, Massachusetts. I am so grateful to be here, and thank you to everybody who puts this meeting on. Um, I don't often get to share, um, but I I had a window of opportunity and thought I'd jump in and claim my seat and um, talk about this part of um, 
Yeah, I, I was a real corker and can still be a real corker when I don't trust and rely on my higher power and practice the latter steps on a daily basis. You know, I have to do a daily step 10. I have to do a, a um, step 11 all day long. Um, you know, and I have to work with others. And, you know, I am a chronic relapser. This is the longest period of abstinence that I've had in my in my uh, OA career since 93. Um, however, um, I can say I'm recovered today because the thought of food just, it's not an option anymore of, of using it for my problems. Life is, is life, and I honestly would not trade what I have today for the best of when I'm when I'm either eating or dry drunk. You know, I've I've used this program as a diet and I you know, I understand that practicing looking at my character defects on a daily basis because they come up. Life is still hard. But um, you know, failing to, to enlarge my spiritual life is what has got me in into trouble every single time and I see that as so clear. So you know, I'm willing today to show up and, and you know, recognize that my preconceived notions are not always accurate and to be open to that. And, um, you know, and, and so by continuing to enlarge my spiritual life, I have a chance of being more clear and being able to see what God wants me to see, not always what, what I want to see. Um, and, you know, do we, practicing that prayer and meditation on a daily basis, yes, somebody said they don't do it all day long. I don't do it all day long. I have a job and, you know, life is life and life is, is, is wonderful and it's challenging, you know, at the same time. And then working with others is the gift that I give myself. Um, and it is a big gift of this program because without that, you know, how do we spread what we have been given? How do we share that? And strenuous work with others. That doesn't mean I do the work for them, but it means that I am willing to show up and, and help guide them through this book. And with that, I pass. And thank you again. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you, Cynthia C. Ilana P. This is Ilana P. Recovered Compulsive Overeater Anorexic Bulimic. Uh, for today and grateful. I also wanted to comment on the spiritually active uh, sentence uh, just because it struck me so strongly today that um, I am nowhere if I'm not spiritually fit. And in order for me to be spiritually fit, I need to be working in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous every day, reading it, working with it with a sponsee, talking to newcomers about it. Um, it's what keeps me on the firing line of life. And my other spiritual activities are what people have mentioned, um, doing 10 steps throughout the day or spot check inventories, um, being able to do a step 11 in the morning and at night. And um, when things come up, talking to someone talking to someone quickly if I have something, which I have recently, um, just been having a lot of uh, changes, international moves, uh, different things. And the only way that I get out of those things is by working with someone else and by getting in touch with my higher power um, to get out of self. And when I do that, then I'm able to be a friend to a friend, um, 
I'm able to be there for people when, where I, I cannot be if I'm not there and to contribute to society. And um, uh, I too was a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. I, uh, my personality when I was in my disease is so different from where I am now. And um, I'm just really grateful to this meeting and to the program of OA and I'm grateful to be here. Thanks, I passed. Thank you, Alana P. Nancy L. from Georgia. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share my experience, strength, and hope today. Today I am recovered from, from compulsive eating, and I am happy, joyous, and free. And I know when I'm into the food, I am irritable. <laughs> I am I am a corker. I'm discontented with everything and everybody. Um, I'm just not even happy to be with me, much less try to be with somebody else. So I try to isolate when I'm in the food. Um, I find if I do just what this book tells me, I love the paragraph that we read sometimes back where it says, upon awakening, and I love it. Um, my, my sponsor told me, upon awakening. Oops. Hey, do I, did I lose you? Hello? No, you can be heard. You're fine. Okay. I'm having some kind of problem with this phone. Uh, upon awakening. Okay, now we can't hear you. Okay. I don't now know. We can. Going on. Okay. Now we All can. Okay. Now we can. Okay. My sponsor told me upon awakening, before I even put my feet on the floor, to talk to my higher power. And that helps me stay spiritually fit. I'll ask my higher power, please, this day, let your will be my will. And let me see your will show me your will and then give me the strength to carry that out and step 11 is just so beautiful for me every morning as i begin and i love taking outreach calls and i love making calls um people will call and say i'm sorry to bother you well i always tell them you're not bothering me you're helping me because when i can talk to another fellow who's suffering from the same disease I am, my spirituality grows stronger and stronger. And then I'm not fighting and arguing with myself or anybody else. So I love the program. I love what the steps do for me and my spiritual life. And I love the people that reach out to me and then allow me to reach out to them. Thank you for your service here on Vision for You. And thank you for this study. And I pass. Thank you so much, Nancy L. Uh, Tom A. Uh, this is uh, Tom A. from uh, Maryland, recovered compulsive eater. Thanks for the meeting and the service. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of touched by uh, some of the same things. Uh, uh, you know, I just I found in my own experience that service does work when all else fails if if i am out of balance off off balance uh 
frustrated, upset, if I turn to my higher power, which is a spiritual act, and ask for guidance, if I call someone and share what I'm feeling, or if I reach out and try to help another, any of those uh, helps me to get out of my discomfort and my being off balance. It's interesting to me where they went to look for people. They went to hospitals, and I have a number of friends in AA talked to me about the institutional work there in prisons and in hospitals and mental institutions. And uh, I'm involved with our inner group in Washington, D.C., trying to do public outreach and find it much more difficult for us in Overeaters Anonymous to figure out how to get into hospitals, how to reach people who uh, are suffering the way this gentleman was, Bill D. you know, for me, my version of, of uh, being drunk, being in the hospital six times is, was gaining uh, 80 pounds three different times and losing it and, and just emotionally being totally wrought by that. But I, uh, I'm curious of any of the folks on this phone. I, I, I get it that the first focus is on our own recovery and then on the people that come into our meetings that we can sponsor and help. But I do believe that there's a that we have a, a, a responsibility to carry the message. That's what Bill did and Bob, that they reached out to people. And I'm curious what others are doing to, to reach people in hospitals and people that are struggling with eating problems and where we might be more creative about how we, we do service in, in, the, in this generation. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Tom A. Okay, now um, it's time to take some other names. I just want to remind everybody that while we respect your um, experience, we ask that you share every third day so that others may share today. So if you shared uh, Monday or Tuesday, um, please let somebody else share. Okay, who else would like to share? Katie G. Melissa. Colleen M. Katie G. Melissa. Colleen Colleen. Yep, I got you. And uh, on M. Mhm. Anybody else? Joy E. Joy E. Whoops. D. D. Joy D. Um, who else? <clears throat> Take a couple more. Lisa B. Lisa B. Francoise C. What was your first name, C? Francoise. Francoise. Yes. Okay. Uh, All right, that's a good lineup. Okay, we'll start with Katie G, followed by Melissa C. Katie, go right ahead. Good morning, Nancy. Can you hear me? I can't. Okay. Good morning, everyone. KDG recovered in Boston. Um, You know, I'm really looking at this spiritually active piece, and the thing that I understand, um, you know, Nancy, can can you can I go next? I'm sorry, there's an emergency here. Can I go next? Or not? Yes. Never mind. Um, Okay. All right. That's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's fine. Okay, Melissa, go right ahead. 
Hi. Thanks. Thanks so much. I'm just going to grab my my timer. Um, good morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, um, well, it's, I'm, I'm sorry that Katie got pulled away, but I'm thinking she was going to say what I was going to say. So, um, anyway, I, I think what I get from this is that, um, you know, these paragraphs, it goes right from how life wasn't, you know, easy, right, for these, that, that life was not easy for these two fellows. And the next paragraph, boom, goes right away into the the specifics of this hard case that they were going to help. And that, to me, gives me a lot of information because it didn't give, like, five more paragraphs about the specifics of how life wasn't easy for them. And that's my, that's in there lies for me great directions. I cannot spend too much time and now analyzing and digging apart what's not easy about my life. Um, I mean, I can. I could do that really easily. I've done that all my life, but that's not going to be my long-term solution. And, um, you know, I thought, I think like a lot of people, that once I got this food thing under control, right, Um, once I got my weight thing under control, life was going to be easy for me. And, um, And then I could, you know, and then my other false belief was that, well, if things are getting really hard in your life, well, certainly you can take a rest from sponsoring and you can not work so hard or don't take on that case that's a corker, like the the person that's not easy, right? Um, Because if things are really hard in my life, why should I do that? And um, actually, my directions are the exact opposite, you know, that when life is not easy for myself or 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 my sponsees, right? Because we're these are two guys that I would imagine they would get together, and they might share the specifics of their problems for a moment, but not necessarily remain there. And I think, you know, when life's not easy for myself or my sponsees, we can have a conversation about what's going on. You know, the directions are to pretty quickly find our our part what our set of directions are, how we can clean it up. If we can't, you know, we pray for acceptance, pray for some tolerance, and then we go right into, you know, oftentimes our conversations are, how's your new sponsee doing? Or I have a person that just called me who needs someone. I don't have a spot. Can you help her? Do you know someone else that can help her? And I think that's the directions that I get here. Um, you know, I look at my own sponsor who has long-term recovery. I'm just going to finish up. Gentle reminder. Yep, my time is up. But I look at my own sponsor who has long-term recovery, and I follow her lead, and that's been her. That's the example she laid down for me. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Okay, thank you, Melissa C. Um, we'll go back to Katie G. before Colleen. Sorry, Colleen. Katie, that's go right so ahead. That's so kind. Nancy, I appreciate it. So, you know, a couple things. I guess my experience is a little bit different. KDG recovered in Boston. Um, I have alcoholism with my food. I don't have alcoholism. So um, for me, I have a disease that starts when the food goes down. So the food goes down and I no longer have a solution to all my problems. And so food never, I mean, I guess it made me act weird. 
Um, but I act, I act weirder when I'm not in the food and I don't have a solution and I don't have God. I'm restless, I'm irritable, and I'm discontented. And that's really my experience. And um, I love that we need to keep spiritually active with helping others. I also need to share that for me, you know, faith without works is dead, yeah, but works without faith is dead. So what I find is that sometimes, you know, I can get so hell-bent, excuse the expression, on helping other people. Like, I've got to help other people. I've got to, I've got to carry, I've got to, like a lot of, like, mania. Like, I'm not going to be okay unless I'm helping other people. But I'm not spiritually active. Like, um, this book talks about growing and expanding my spiritual life beyond this book. And am I worshiping this book as God? Because this book is not God. God is God. So in order to be spiritually active, I have to be grounded in a couple things for me. I have to be grounded in 12 steps. I have to be grounded in am I abstinent? I have to be grounded in carrying the message. What is the message? It's not my message. It's the message of Overeaters Anonymous, right? That I'm recovered today only by them, and it is contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. And it's not about how many fifth steps I've taken. Am I trying to carry this message? You know, Bill tried to carry the message to a lot of people who never, who never got it. It's not about the outcome. So I have to be careful. Am I staying spiritually fit? Am I growing beyond the big book? Because I have to tell you my answer was no until a couple months ago. My answer was no. I thought that this book was the start and the end. But really, the big book is my launching pad to get to God. And I absolutely am here for my primary purpose, which is to stay abstinent and help another woman, carrying her through this book, right, so that she can get to God. But I'm not here to have 100 sponsees so I can come on the line and say how recovered I am. That's not what this is about, right? This is about getting connected with God so I can share a message that they can get to God too, right? So I have to make sure that I'm not just using this program for my own sense of ease and comfort, just like I did with the food. And thank you so much. Okay. Uh, thank you, Katie G. Colleen M., you're up now. Thank you, Nancy. Thanks for your service and everyone that's shared. It's been powerful. Um, the sentence I wanted to kind of focus on, and I, I love the two shares before me, but was basically that life is not easy, that life is not easy for these two fellows. And um, I, uh, you know, have found um, in my recovery that, you know, I, like, like it's been said, I put the food down, but then I have all these isms that come up. And uh, God is definitely changing my heart as I, um, as I continue to do this work but I have not been able to do that and it hasn't been able to be fast enough for me. And, you know, like was said as well, if I'm not in fit spiritual condition, I really have nothing to offer the next fellow. Um, I am in healthcare and I get to talk to people every day, all day about their food addictions. And it's very discouraging at times because, if I cannot carry, I can only say, I can only say my experience. I cannot get another person well. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a fixer. I like to see a problem, fix the problem, move on to the next problem. And I've had to be humbled by my higher power that, um, you know, I am 
I am a light and a seed, and whoever gets well is in God's hands. It's not about me. I just have to be truthful. And part of this is me saying all this is to be honest with myself because I tend to be one of those people who, I'm fine, everything's great, you know, no problems here, you know, when, when the house is burning down around me. So, um, yes, the spiritual condition, um, being fit spiritually and helping another it definitely has, it's a big part of my program, but the other part of my program is to uh, make sure that I am connected to my higher power so that I have a message that's worth sharing. With that, I'll pass. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much, Colleen M. On M, you're up. Hi, Nancy. This is On M here, Recovered Compulsive Overeat. You're in Ireland. Can I be heard okay? You can. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Nancy, and thanks for a great meeting and great chairs. And, uh, yeah, I'm just really going to echo really what, you know, has already been shared and, uh yeah, just boy, it really shows me how, you know, this disease is so cunning, baffling and powerful. It is so insidious. And, uh, yeah, just that word, you know, fit spiritual or spiritually active. Um, and like was shared, you know, previous, the last couple of shares, you know, I have to be spiritually fit before I can be spiritually active. And that's for me, you know, step 10 and 11. I have to become, you know, I have to maintain my connection with my higher power. And how do I maintain it? You know, I stay unblocked. I do my step 10s regularly. Um, I first of all take my step one, two and three each morning because I'm always, when I wake up, I'm always going to be an addict. I just need to, you know, I need to acknowledge that step one in step one and I need to, um, yeah, know what I'm seeking and know what my, my uh, what I'm signing up for, which is to really turn my will and my life over to my higher power. And uh, yeah, I need to remain unblocked. So I need to do step 10s. I need to keep, you know, keep in fit spiritual um, condition. I need to keep my connection with my higher power in step 11 all throughout the day, the middle, start, end of the day. And then I become spiritually active because if I'm coming from a place that's not, my my roots are not grounded in the higher power I am just an ego. I am not carrying a message of depth and weight. And I need to practice this this um this program in all my affairs. Yeah, I need to be of service to my fellows, to, you know, recovered members, to members in, you know, newcomers, people in relapse. Um, but I also need to um yeah, practice this in all my affairs and love and tolerance of others. Um and for me as well it can be where, you know, it just says here, you know, that part where it says first class alcoholic prospect. And, you know, that just really, for me, signs me up. That's what I am. That's what I came into the program as. And I will go back to that as well if I don't, if I don't remain spiritually active and spiritually fit. But first of all, spiritually fit. Um, yeah, I love that part. And again, you know, it just shows me, you know, the Dr. Jacqueline, Mr. Hyde in me, because that's where I am. When I am in this disease, I'm restless, irritable and discontented and I totally zone out of life and I am not part of life, but I also zone out of my own self and it's all about my disconnection with my higher power and just going back into this self-will and this destructive disease, which is fatal, progressive and it will kill me. Definitely it will kill me. And with that, I pass. And thanks again, Nancy, for your service. Perfect timing on M. Okay, Joy D, you're up. 
Hi, good morning. I'm Joy D. I am a compulsive eater slash codependent, and I'm happy to be in on this call this morning. So I just want to identify with a few things from the reading. I'm driving, so I don't have a book in front of me, but to identify with the reading and also just to piggyback off of what the gentleman said in the beginning, um, for, for years now, I feel like I thought that I was on a spiritual journey, like trying to like do inner work and find myself. I do work in a very um, toxic environment, uh, prison system, which I have done that for 20-something years, and I love my job, and it's my calling to be there. I would not want to be anyplace else, um, hence the compulsive overeating and codependence, because you try to fix everybody, and that's inside as well as outside. But how I really identify with the reading is that um, I'm not, I haven't done the, I haven't really done the work on myself. So I'm very new to this program, and I'm very grateful to be here because I'm understanding that doing the work, doing the steps, having abstinence, having the community, having the support, talking to people is what is going to help me so that I can continue to bring that light into the population that I work with that is sick and suffering from the the same things. So I don't have a lot to say. I just wanted to share what I identify. I thank you all very much for letting me share, and I hope you have a blessed, safe day. Thank you, Joy D. Lisa B., you're up. Hello, everybody. I'm Lisa B. I'm recovered compulsive overeater. I'm so grateful for this meeting, and I really feel like I need to work more with others. I've been absent a very, very long time and have started to, you know, wean away from the program totally wrong. And um, working with others is is everything the joy of it. But I think what I I really need to come to when I feel that this is the most important thing in my life naturally, not that I have to, not that I must, I need to know it through mistakes of staying away or finding, you know, interest in other things that this has to be a very, very natural thing. And as of today, because of incredible painful behavior yesterday, I know that this is the most important thing in my life. And um, just have to say something about when the ego acts up, it just it's almost like God pulling me back because of the pain of what I've done. So I'm here um, and working with others, you know, I, I can... I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, food's good and stuff I can sponsor and I've worked the steps and all, but I also would like some people's numbers and I don't know if it's available at this meeting. I really liked what Nancy L. said, but I don't know if that's allowed or how that works at this meeting. I don't know if it's just at the 10 o'clock meeting, but um, for me, working with others at this point has been more of a taking aspect. I you know, speak to a lot of people and all and I really need to open myself up for people to call me, but it's a program that, you know, people want what they want and, you know, it's sort of like 
maybe people have to ask for my number or, you know, that type of thing. But we're not at these meetings anymore where that can be. So I'm wondering if there's a place I can put out my phone number, you know, to work with others. But I'm so grateful for the vision for you. And thank you all for your service. And uh, that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa B. Um, I would just stop briefly to say that you can leave your number at 10 minutes of 9 um, as a sponsor. And also on our website, um, there's a member list. If you're not registered, get registered, and you'll have access to 9,000 names of people that are dying to talk to you. I swear it. So with that, we'll move on to Francoise. Uh, Francoise C., please press star 1. Good morning, everybody. This is Francoise C. from Montreal. Uh, grateful to be here. Um, it, where to start? Okay. Um, life is not easy. I could really relate to the first three sentences here because when they say it wasn't easy for the friends, plenty of difficulties presented themselves. I look and I think this is, this is me. And, but what I did not see was the third sentence that both thought that they must keep spiritually active. When my life went crazy, I, I let my ego start driving the bus and I started breaking away from a lot of the, the things that I was doing to maintain my abstinence and uh, maintain uh, this program and sponsorship, et cetera, et cetera. And as time went by, like I can't believe how fast I fell. And I feel like um, the last couple of months, I was like a, a drowning person trying to, you know, stay afloat. And in all of this, trying to stay afloat. And it, it's sort of just in the last week, like I was still going to meetings, still, you know, my home meeting, tapping into, I don't know, maybe five Vision for You meetings every week, um, trying to find my way back, you know, into a safe place. And it, it just sort of hit me, like, in the last two days, like, I'm trying to do this by myself. And um, in the last couple of days, it's sort of like, okay, renewing my whole program. And the, the key word, spiritually active, spiritually fit. Um, so that's where I am. I'm, I'm, I sort of feel like the, you know, uh, the light got, uh, somebody shone a light on me and showed me what was in front of me the whole time. So I have, you know, I'm living abstinently today and, but by the grace of God, one day at a time, um, keeping, trying to keep spiritually active. I didn't want to share this morning, but that's part of my program too. I have to speak up and say what's going on in my mind. So I don't have a lot more to say other than that. I appreciate this meeting and thank you all for your service. And that I'll pass. Thank you, Francois C. Okay, we have time for um, two more shares, maybe three. Two Three short shares or two regular shares? Who would like to share? A couple more people. Muriel. Laurel Muriel B. and Laurel B. We'll see where we are after that. Okay, go right ahead, Muriel. 
Hi, Mary Ellen recovered in uh, Florida. Um, just a, a little out of breath. I was just biking, but what a great meeting, you know, um, so much of what I needed to hear today um, on both ends um, in, you know, life is hard and in um, the continued work with others and in um, the spiritual balance, that balance between um, shining light on the path uh, that we've been given by God's grace, you know, our recovery, and also to, um, you know, spending that time, that personal time in prayer, meditation, whatever that might be for, for you know, the individual person. And, um, you know, I have AA too and have uh, drifted a little bit away from this beautiful program, which, you know, even after... 16 years of sobriety really gave me a God of my understanding that was tangible. Um, but, uh, you know, when I work with others, I know I feel better. I, and I know that I have to give it away to keep it. I know that. But then I let a little bit of time go and a little bit of time go. And, you know, it's a slippery, slippery slope. I just can't sit in quiet meditation and prayer. I have to have it all. I have to have the fellowship. I have to have the personal relationship. I have to work with others. So you've all inspired me today. And um, Happy New Year, everyone. Hello. Hello, this is Laura. Oh, sorry. I beg your pardon. I was talking away and I was I was muted. Um, so Laurel B, you're up. Go right ahead. Hi, this is Laurel B, recovered compulsive overeater in Chicago, Illinois. Um, the prime directive to overeaters in recovery is to help other compulsive overeaters and to be encouraging and share our experience, strength, and hope. To keep it, I have to give it away. If I can't make the time to help other overeaters who are suffering, then I would surely lose it. That, that is not um, just a theory. I can see it every day. People slip away because they're not taking action. And we shouldn't confuse action with activity. We can go to all the meetings and attend all the events, but if we're not there for the hand that reaches out, then we're not giving it away. And that places us in peril. Um, that's all I have to say. Thank you for your service, Nancy, and with that, I pass. Okay. Uh, we have time for two two-and-a-half-minute shares. Who would like the slots? Lisa B. from Connecticut. Lisa B. from Connecticut. D as in dog. Oh, D. I beg your pardon. No problem. Lisa D, one more for a quick share. Toby K. Toby. Okay, go ahead, Lisa. Thank you, Nancy. My name is Lisa. I'm from Connecticut. I'm a compulsive overeater. And this is my first time of sharing on the line. Um, I've tapped in and heard a few of the shares uh, previously. Please press you are now muted. Nancy, can you hear me? Sorry, you started to echo a lot. But I heard that now. as well. Okay. 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 Um, Go ahead. Sorry about that. So I'll make it quick. Um, so reading uh, that spiritually active and getting and what was just said actually action versus activity. Um, 
working with others and I'm grateful for others working with me and now um, having I'm still fairly new to OA but I have some other 12-step um, in my life and working with others it, I can't I can't say enough about that and picking up the phone and actually speaking on the phone rather than just texting um, the telephone being one of the, the biggest tools in my life right now and I'm grateful for that. So I'm grateful for this meeting, for everybody's service. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa D. Toby K., you're up, and you have three minutes. Yeah, hi. Could you hear me? I can. Thank you. This is uh, Toby K. from uh, Long Island, New York, uh, right now in Florida. Um, this uh, paragraph is really hitting me um, hard because I know um, I, I tend to isolate. I, I don't know. I, I get involved in my own things, and I don't reach out. And I know it's, um, like somebody said, a slippery slope. And I really um, I will try to reach out more today. And um, I do appreciate people who have called me. But that doesn't count because then I'm not spiritually active. And um, thank you so much for letting me share. I pass. Okay. Thank you, Toby. We have we still have two minutes. Who would like the last slot? Helen C. from Virginia. Can you hear me, Nancy? Nancy, star one, please. Nancy, you're muted. Oh, I wasn't. I was muted. I'm sorry. So, and your name is? Go ahead. Helen C. from Virginia. Can you okay. hear me now? Go right ahead. Yep, I can, Helen. Go right ahead. Yes, uh -huh. I appreciate the reading this morning, and it really opened a lot of doors for me. And also the shares, which reminds me that because my Fonsi failed, uh, I don't want to be taken up with the tide, you know, because I can't make anyone recover. And I need to, you know, keep that in mind and, and move forward, you know, looking for new prospects. And uh, it, uh, especially during the holiday season when it happened. And, and you know, I, I just feel very shaky you know, and uh, feel responsible. And, and I think the shares this morning really, you know, brought it to the forefront to realize what was going on. And so I love this meeting, and I, I need you. I need you guys. And I just want to thank you very much for allowing me have the opportunity to share and express my feelings this morning about this. And I need to get out and be busy and put my name out there as a sponsor. Sponsor. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Helen C. And you will close us out with the sharing today. So thank you to everybody who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for Wednesday, the 28th of December, that's today, is 18,315. That's 18315. We will now close the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Devorah S. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
Devorah, press star one. Hey, good morning, and thank you so much. This is Devorah S. from New Jersey. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.